So much depends upon the cow in the forest peeing amongst headstones covered in moss. beautiful day in the gulch we're sitting by this roaring fire you know guys this is really what separates the men from the apes is this fire. stuff right here <laughs> yeah not only its discovery but it's can our control of it absolutely i think the control is really what makes the difference i think did neanderthals use fire i'm not sure that would be a major dividing factor between them and early man Mm -hmm. um i did read that like there's these falcons in australia that uh if there's a forest fire they'll pick up a burning stick and fly it to a different part of the forest because they can eat the bugs that get uh like that get scared from the smoke Wait, so the bugs get scared by the smoke, and mm -hmm. then and then they, like, fall down, and then no, they, they eat them? No, they fly away. It's like a grassland. A it might not be a falcon, but it's some kind of bird of prey, some Falcons, kind of raptor. Falcons so, are incredibly important. So it's starting forest fires? It's starting no, wildfires? No, it's spreading them. It it's, doesn't start them. It can't uh, <laughs> control fire. But if there's one happening, it's like, oh, they're shit. Like, oh, Falcons shit. Are known it's for, time. Falcons are known for tossing their cigarette butts. Out the window. They're litter bugs. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. So they know that they can spook out the bugs? Yeah. And they just eat them? Yes, according to this thing I read. That's wild. We have a guest today, if you haven't picked that up yet, listeners. <laughs> We're here with Jack Andrews, artist and designer. And musician, I meant. And, and no particular order. Just all that. Yeah. Longtime fan, first time caller. Thank you. It's good <laughs> Thank you, here. Jack. We've... We've been meaning to have you. So does that count as a tool? Fire? No, the um, the bird using the fire. I would say it counts as a tool. But birds use a lot of tools. Like, uh, some birds can pick up a stick and poke things with it. Some birds can, like, uh, pick up a rock and drop the rock on an egg to crack the egg. Oh, or maybe yeah. vice versa, but that's still tool use. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, birds can use tools. Apes can use tools too. It's yeah. been established. Mm -hmm. I recently was reading about. Uh, I read about the first ten pages of that book, Sapiens, that uh -huh. came out last year. Yeah. Um, I plan on reading more, but ten pages is as far as I've gotten. Mm -hmm. And so far, it's just talking about how there was once a world with at least six different like human species in it and homo sapiens are only the most like recent survivors yeah. of you know natural phenomena evolution and i'm interested to know how many of those we don't even know how many human species there are or were at one given time but 
I'd be interested to know how many of them used fire. Yeah, there's Homo Florinius or whatever, The Hobbit. Uh-huh. Is what? Sapiens that book that, uh, like, it's the design is white and black, and there's a bunch of quotes from, like, Barack Obama and Bill Gates and stuff on so. the back? It's yeah. White. It's white, and it has red font. Yes, that's what I meant by black, red. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I picked up that book, too, because, uh, well, for one, I did think, like, I flipped through it, and it looked interesting. Like, it, it seems like a textbook, but more readable. But also, like because it was so praised by people like barack obama and bill gates i was like man there's an agenda to this and i've got to figure it out yeah oh yeah okay. there's some like neoliberal like new world order agenda yeah. to this book i don't know if this puts me i don't know i don't know where this puts me but i don't trust bill gates i i mean i want to trust you? him as far as i could throw him no and you know what i could throw him but he seems not too sickly. Far. Yeah, it's like 120 pounds. I do like that video of Bill Gates uh, jumping over a desk chair. What? I've been not seen this. It's like a news interview where the uh, reporter's like, "I heard you have a special talent," and he kind of like grins sheepish- sheepishly, and she's like, "I heard you can jump over a desk chair from standing position. Can we see you do that?" <laughs> And he, what? like, does it. Yeah. What show is that on that's oh bizarre? It was on the news. Like, a 60 Minutes kind of scenario. It was a 60 Minutes, like, interview. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, okay, now do a feat of strength. <laughs> I think all interviews should have a feat of strength portion. <laughs> if you were asked to do a feat of strength right now, mm-hmm. what would you do? Uh, I don't know. I would go to a body of water and find the biggest rock that I could mm-hmm. hold in my hand, and I would skip it. You're good at Ooh. skipping stones? Yeah. I Even, can, like, can, not flat ones? I can skip most rocks. That's pretty good. If I can hold it in my hand. If it's two-handed, no. Big skip? I can't uh. skip a boulder, but I can skip most rocks. How would you skip, How would you skip like, a geode? Like, a rounded... Uh, probably break it, break it in half. More of a sidearm. Side. Mm. And, like, sidearm with a bit of a... Uh, listeners at home can't see the motion that I'm making, thus it will remain yeah, but, secret. Right, naturally. Yes. I would um, describe it as sort of like a if you were like. You're doing. You're also you, just doing the motion, <laughs> not using do, words. Let's all do our motion. <laughs> I'm trying to. Th- I'm trying to think of how I would describe describe it. It's like if like anyone knows how to a, a fly uh, rod. No, it's not like that. Oh no, it's not. It's like your um. If you can throw a frisbee uh, overhand mm-hmm. instead of underhand, like yeah, that. Totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, it's essentially yeah. It's like skipping rocks is like frisbee of the water. Oh mm-hmm. my god, <laughs> so dumb. But I I like a nice big skip when you skip a giant rock. Oh yeah. Like those flat rocks that they have at at Monroe. Like, I think they're limestone or sandstone or mm-hmm. something. They're just in big sheets. You can you could skip a rock that's the size of a pizza box. Mm-hmm. And oh, then it yeah. goes like, boop, boop. For my money, <laughs> for my money, there's no better feeling than getting, like, seven or eight skips on a rock and just watching the ripples. Yeah, that's Love very it. zen. And the best, part about, the best part about it, it's free. <laughs> well, transportation. Yeah, there's yeah. no such thing as a free lunch. No such thing as a free rock. Well, you could walk. You could walk to Griffey probably and skip some stones. 
That'd I don't want to get into logistics. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, but I, I uh, ultimately, I support and agree with you, Jack. It is free. I, uh, I'm, I've never swam in Griffey before. What's it like? It's quite grimy, gamey. Yeah? Yeah, it's like, you say uh... say it's muddier than Monroe? Yeah. Muckier, even? Yeah. Sticky. And by sticky, I mean there's sticks in it, in the water. Not that it's, the water itself is sticky. But, yeah. But it's, it's a nice spot because it's like, no one's there ever. Slit. I really want to uh, take the podcast on the water. We tried to one time. We did try to. No, we didn't. But that's, I want to take it on a vessel. I want to rent a canoe at Griffey. Oh. And pod. Oh, that would yeah. Be yeah. That's that's my idea for uh, our next field trip. Ooh, yeah. Birds mm-hmm. and paddling. That'd be nice. Birds and the bees, my friend. Mm-hmm. I have a. I have something I'd like to bring up. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, our listeners love this kind of thing. Oh really? Are you going to talk about the coyote? Yeah. Yeah. People eat that up. Do they? We're the Koi Wolf podcast. I thought we. I thought. I think it's annoying, but I know. I think honestly, like I think uh, the nail is in the coffin as far as well, arguing about. All it. I want to say. is... I just want to hear about how you hurt or saw it. Yeah. All I want to say is, I was the other day at work. I saw another one. Yeah. It was just running outside of the warehouse, like on the lawn. Like Charlie was boxing up boxes, as you do, to boxes. And. <laughs> Wait, he was boxing up other boxes? We do a lot of putting boxes in other boxes. You take them out, too? Do you oh, receive yeah. orders? Oh, yeah. I also take boxes out of other boxes. Yeah. yeah. Riveting. Well, anyway, so the, the door to the warehouse is just like wide open, and Charlie's like, Oh, look, there's a coyote. And I, like, looked out the door, and there's just this coyote just, like, trotting across the grass, like, right there by the warehouse. And I ran out, tried to get a picture, yeah, and it was too fast. It rounded the corner. I ran. It it just walked right through the front parking lot. I ran up and tried to take a picture, and it, like, went around the other side, and I have two pictures of just, like, the parking lot (laughs) that are, like, that you can sense there was a creature just there in the pictures. You should, um, uh, I really just drooled out of the side of my mouth. You should, um, because this conversation is so salivating. (laughs) Harnessing the coyote spirit. Yes, you should, I was thinking about raw meat. You should try to uh, attract, yeah, you should lure it. You probably shouldn't from, like, an ecological point of view. And also from, like, a work point of view. They'd be like, (laughs) who's putting all this raw meat? Oh, your cat cat got out. out. I'm going to go track him down. You guys keep going. Damn. You know, it's funny. We've been... Miles has been doing an expert job of keeping this fire roaring. Yes. And all that time a cat got out, which makes... Which begs the question... If we can control fire, why can we not control cats? Cats are, are more difficult to control than fire. I suppose so. Well, we've plugged these holes in the mm-hmm. fences, and they somehow still escaped. All escape routes were closed off, but... This happened the last time. There was like one running around the whole time, and Janelle was chasing it. 
Oh shit. Mooney. He went under the neighbor's house, but I think he'll come back. Mooney, 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 Mooney. Problem is, we also can't see the gray cat in my line of sight. But yeah. I, we'll cross that bridge when it comes. Mm-hmm. Alex, I like the image of you uh, running after a coyote. <laughs> trying to get its picture like the, like the paparazzi. That's some Steve Irwin shit right there. <laughs> Steve Irwin, paparazzi of animals. Can I say shit? Do you guys have FCC regulations? Imposed. You can say anything you want. Anything. You ever see that movie, uh, Call of the Wild, maybe? What Into was the, the Wild. Mo- the- what was the movie about, like, the little boys trying to make a nature documentary? I've never heard of it. It sounds Born good. Born to be wild. Oh. Born to be wild. I like smoking lightning. <laughs> Heavy metal thunder. Have you guys ever seen the movie Country Bears? Actually, yes. Really? Yeah, I as a kid. So. Yeah. About the ride from Disney World. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> One of the. It's funny in the early. I know a lot about Disney. It's weird. That's okay. In the early two thousands, there was like a, a handful of movies based on rides at Disney World. Yeah. Pirates of the Caribbean was one. Mm-hmm. There's like I forget the name of the ride but it's like eddie murphy's family goes to a haunted house haunted mansion mm-hmm that's one and the country bears i did not know that the country bears was based on a ride i mean i wouldn't say it's a ride yeah. i would say it's a series of animatronic uh yeah as was pirates of the caribbean right and uh, as is the hall of presidents <laughs> are they gonna make a movie the hall of presidents I don't know. I wonder if they've made a Trump robot already. Oh, man. Do you think they will? I actually think maybe I read somewhere that they made a Hillary and a Trump robot. Just... Oh, dear. Oh, Just yeah. in case. Anyhow. Um, oh, yeah. I remember that. I think they made a Hillary one. Yeah. And then they just turned the Hillary one into Trump. So it has Hillary's face, but it's Trump. The, they both they kind of... That? They have similar faces. Yeah, they have jowls. Is that? They're just old people, so yeah. they both have these like kind of like old people faces. It kind of works. Yeah. They spray on some orange. We got old people. I don't know if that was real, if it was just a meme. I, I saw. Yeah, that's the thing too. It's like I don't know what's real anymore. Old people reptilian facial type. <laughs> yeah, it's just true. Kidding. No, I mean it's true. Yeah. Who are you kidding? About reptilians? Oh. Yeah, reptilians are real. I've seen like, them shapeshift online. <laughs> on YouTube videos. I've seen reptilians shapeshift in some videos that my uncle sent me. Your uncle's into that? No, I'm just messing around. Mm. But my uncle's like <laughs> a pretty, uh, pretty serious conspiracy theorist. But anyways, it's fall now. Autumn is among us, upon us. Upon us, us yeah. Uh, um, and among us. I, I like that. I want to bring up possibly the least controversial topic you could possibly mention. What's that? The cinnamon broom. <laughs> uh, nah, I don't know. Hit me with your thought on the cinnamon broom, and then I'll share mine. Maybe this is, <laughs> perhaps, uh, perhaps this is more controversial than I thought. I personally, uh, I'm a fan of the cinnamon broom. When I walk into a store, 
and I smell the cinnamon broom, I know it, that the season has come. What bothers me is when they put <laughs> the cinnamon brooms out too early, which stores tend to do nowadays. It's Halloween in August. Yeah. These days, you know what I mean? Day after Halloween, candy's going to go on sale and Christmas is going to go up. No joke. Shit, you know. Yeah, when is the... Whenever you, you, you see pumpkins outside of Kroger, it's like... It's like, ah, shit. Mm-hmm. It's usually still summertime when they put those out there. I mean, I feel like we, we're we technically in fall. Yeah, we are. But physically, do you feel like this is fall weather? Yeah. It's going to be 90 degrees on Tuesday. Oh, man. I feel like and that's like October 1st. I feel like there's been about eight hours of fall this week. Yeah. Yeah, yesterday morning was nice. Yeah. Ooh. Also, I think it was two days ago between like that's interesting that's not a sound you usually hear from a stick burning no that's a that's a sound you hear from a stick burning that's when it's there's a little bit of moisture on the inside yeah it sounds like a wet stick it did rain recently that was a bit of fall action i think is rain what were you just saying though jake i was talking about the cinnamon broom yeah let's go back to that i don't like the cinnamon broom i think it smells too artificial I like them when they're in stores because it's like, oh, what's that fun smell? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's the cinnamon broom. But mm. I don't think I would want such a smell, such an odor in my home. Yeah. What about like on the porch? <laughs> you know, I hadn't considered that. I do mm. like it as... Um, you smell it when you walk up and then you can go inside and cleanse your cleanse your palate. Yeah. I would like to be welcomed by a cinnamon broom. Yeah. You smell the cinnamon broom on the porch and then you walk in and you know smell what's cooking yeah they usually have the cinnamon brooms um in the vestibule of the grocery store if the grocery store is large enough to have a vestibule like at the east side kroger that's where they would have the cinnamon brooms is a vestibule uh oh dear there's the gray cat oh they both got out out. well Uh, the thing is they know how to get back in mm -hmm. how do they get out though that's what i'd like to know i think it's over there oh Yes. Hey, did you see that uh, downy woodpecker? Oh, wow. It got scared off by the chickadee. The small birds, the littlest birds are the most ferocious, I've noticed. Whoa. Makes sense. But to your point, Jack, a vestibule? Yeah. I think that's when there's, um, it's like when in a public space usually, but there's a door and there's a room and then there's a door to the main uh, establishment. Gotcha. Um, Hobby Lobby, giant vestibule. Mm, yeah, Ooh, yeah. Kroger East vestibule. Most grocery stores have a vestibule. Vestibule. A ve- yeah. vestibule. It's kind of hard to say. Vestibule. Uh, is the inside? Because where else are you going to put the vestibule? carts? The mall right, is right. one giant vestibule. One giant vestibule. That, that could be true. You wander through the vestibule until you reach your destination at the mall. Yeah. Where do you guys usually like if you're if you find yourself in the mall, the Bloomington Mall for yeah. any particular reason? Where do you usually wander to? Hmm. I kind of like the New Age store by Is It Pizza. Yeah. I like going to New Age stores. I never buy anything though. I feel like the one at the mall is like the uh, most commercial, least spiritual oh. new age story oh, yeah. ever yeah that one in particular sure. yeah it's like pretty uh yeah 
you know what it's called? It's pretty middle of the mall. It's called like Earthbound. Oh yeah. Right. Well, I'm pretty sure it's a chain. Yeah, definitely. Which, like, it's it's pretty, at the freaking mall. It's pretty hard to have like a. It's pretty hard to have like a spiritual vibe when you're actually a corporate chain. There used to be one in, in there True. that was like a. It was like a Native American. Uh, it sold like Native American wares, and it was like in that place where, right next to Target. And I bought a poncho from a guy in there. But it was very temporary. Oh, that place oh. next to Target. That's like the cursed location of the mall. Yeah, but... It was like a convenience store There was once a, for kind a of while. a new age store run by a Native American person. I it didn't was know tight. that. That's where Vape Rush used to be. Right. <laughs> now Vape Rush actually took over where Radio Shack is. And despite what you may think, there have been ripples in the community with the loss of Radio Shack. And by the community, I mean me. <laughs> what did you used to go to Radio Shack for? They've Batteries? Got, they've got random audio gear yeah. that places like Best Buy don't carry. Like what? Like, like what's an example of something? An example would be a quarter inch to XLR adapter to plug mm. like a guitar cable into like, you know, a microphone mm-hmm. input or to like run a microphone through a guitar pedal, that mm. sort of thing headphone splitters, um, quarter inch to aux adapters, stuff like that that, like, shockingly, Best Buy has nothing now except, like, TVs and phones. But they carry Hmm. uh, appliances now. Yeah. They do also have appliances. Maybe that's what, they got rid of some of their more niche stuff for the big, big ticket items. Yeah. There have been... I've only been to Best Buy like three times in the past five years, mm-hmm. and those three times I've been looking for something specific for recording purposes, and like, usually they end up telling me like you gotta go, you gotta go to the Greenwood Guitar Center for that. Like we just don't. Why do they it. say the Guitar Center specifically? Why not Are they Melody? Into like, I think it's just like the closest music store. What about Melody Music? Melody music uh, has a lot of that as well, yeah. But it's not hidden? The thing, well, melody music has a lot (laughs) of that, but the thing that you'll hear most at melody music is the line, you know, that's funny, we usually carry that. (laughs) And there have been times where I go to melody music six months apart looking for the same thing, and they'll say, we usually have those, but uh, no, we don't. Do you think that that is their, that that is the part of, like, they're told to say that? They're like, okay, if we don't say something, that we, if they, if we don't have it, just say that we usually have it, so they'll come back at least one more time. I do, I do think that that's, (laughs) I do think that that's a tactic. Damn, Alex, you'd be a good big box retail store, man. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) The big box. How do I get into the big box stores? Is what What's I a know. big box? Is that like something like a TV comes in We're the big box? We're talking Target. Mm-hmm. We're talking ah. Walmart. Mm. We're talking Best uh, Buy. Best Buy. Melody ah. music seems big box, but maybe not. Maybe yeah. it's a medium box. I think big box implies chain. Mm. Ah. Saying that you're in the big box stores. I don't know. It's something you hear a lot on Shark Tank. <laughs> uh. <laughs> 
Like people use it as an arguing point. Like, trust me, I am the one that can get you into the big box stores. <laughs> Do you have a Shark Tank idea? Does anyone have a Shark Tank idea? <laughs> I uh, don't. If I did, uh, I wouldn't yeah. be sitting here. I'd be uh, pitching it to O'Leary and the rest. Uh, Steve and I, our Shark Tank idea is was like we talked about at one point having a no clump, no flavor protein powder. Okay. Uh-huh. I don't know if y'all have ever tried to use protein powder, but it never mixes right. Mm-mm. It tastes like shit, and it all clumps at the bottom. Yeah, I used to drink but, whey. Yeah. I used to drink Soylent. Did you have that experience? It tasted bad, but, like, I used to uh, make milkshakes out of it with, like, okay. uh, bananas and peanut butter and milk. So, I like, all... if it was chocolate-flavored whey, it kind of, uh, it was palatable. But, like, if you're just, like, uh... If you're the kind of person who just wants to put it in some water, then... No dice. Hey, Janelle. Hey, what up? So the cats both got out. Okay. So I think they'll come back in, but I just want to... Good to know. Just want to lay down that foundation. (laughs) Hey, how do you feel about cinnamon brooms? Oh, my gosh. I have a funny story. Come down here. Come down and tell your cinnamon broom story. We got a cinnamon broom story. Well, my cinnamon broom story is pretty short, but um, I just ran into my coworker at Kroger a couple years ago, and all she had in her cart was a cinnamon broom. And <laughs> it just like really encapsulated her as a person, I feel like. That's it. Like, oh. I've never, <laughs> I've never experienced a cinnamon broom. I don't I've not, yeah, I've never, I, I've actually never been, Jack's really pro cinnamon broom. I've never, I'll go on the record and say I've never owned one. You like the idea of it. I though. like the idea of it, and I like it when other people have them. But it's kind of like a, it's kind of like a, a Nintendo Wii. Like, I, I like the <laughs> idea of them, and I like them, I like it when they are places Right. That I can enjoy it, but like that doesn't mean that I want it like in my home. Naturally, yeah. So are you? Oh, s- oh here he Hello. comes! Look who I knew he'd come back because he Let's heard your. Uh, yeah. It just went right. It just hi. went right under the gate. Yeah, because well, earlier I had the gate blocked off with those um, items, uh, but now that with those items, <laughs> <laughs> with that uh, watering can and recycling bin. Uh, to paint a picture for our listeners, yeah. it's a green watering can and a red recycling bin. Uh, man, speaking of recycling bins and just looking at stuff, I don't know if it was the previous tenants or landlord, but I'm not happy that we have a huge recycling bin and a tiny trash can. <laughs> what well, I mean, want like a you want, I want, yeah, I want them both to be smaller. We you, don't generate that much waste. Period. Let alone. You know? well, at least yeah, the recycling is the big one, big right? Recycling. Yeah, at least, because then we can flex to our neighbors that we recycle more. But we don't <laughs> need either. They're kind of that that uh, can is hard to lug up yeah. from the curb. What bothers it you? It looks more, large. The utility or the uniformity? It's the utility. I don't mind the uniformity. Okay. It mm. can be funky. For all I care, but ooh, funky trash cans. You don't see many funky trash no cans. No one paints their. But trash you smell cans. a lot of funky. Because they're state cans. issued. <laughs> You'd probably get fined like hundred bucks if you did that. We don't even have the the biggest recycling bin. 
Some people have like the biggest recycling bin and the smallest trash can. How do you get bigger ones? They make bigger ones than that? I think that's the medium size. And then there's one bigger size. Anywho, I have one more question about cinnamon brooms. Is the concept you're supposed to sweep with the broom and then it like wafts the scent of cinnamon through your house or something? Yes, you don't clean with it. You just, <laughs> you just, uh. You just like do the motion of it though and then it yes. spreads. How cinnamon. big are these brooms? I thought it functioned as just like the a. The ones I see at Kroger anyway. But how big? Littler like a, than a usual broom. Yeah, like, well, I would say I mean, clearly, but. Novelty. But is it like. Like a, oh, so it's about like two feet it long. It looks decorative. Yeah. Yes, it's decorative. See, I was imagining something like the size of like a beer bottle. <laughs> and I was like, what are these little brooms like they're a, talking about? Like a cinnamon broom for Stuart Little. Well, I was imagining that it was made out of cinnamon or something. That's the other thing. Oh, I don't like know that there's stick. any... Yeah, I was, I was imagining that the bristles were made of cinnamon. And it was like a stick with cinnamon stick broom and bristles yeah and i was like well that's bizarre i I was just kind of going along with the thing as if i understood what it was i thought it was more of a potpourri item see that yeah and and when you told me it was a potpourri item i imagined that it was like something that could sit on a table like Mm -hmm. beside the door i'm not gonna sit here and back potpourri you don't like potpourri i think it smells it just it just smells old. And, and what's the stuff in it? Is all the stuff like is some of that stuff just to look cool? Like that uh, the can't lotus all pod have and stuff. Yeah. Well, also, I can't help but imagine that they just like gather a bunch of like artificial dried plants and just like spray them with some aerosol perfume. Potpourri yeah. is like the K two of potpourri. uh aromatherapy. aromatherapy. Yeah. I don't know how you make real potpourri. I bought like local potpourri from this weird place on the west side, mm-hmm. um, and it's it, they sell it pretty expensive actually. To get like a little bag of it is like. I don't know, well, it lasts like indefinitely. <laughs> but I know they put their craftsmanship. Does it smell good? We're going to have to start uh, introducing some oxygen. I'm going to blow on this. Were you a Boy Scout, Miles? Was I? Were you? No. Oh, were you, Jack? I still am. Whoa, look at it. I never was. Yeah, me neither. I I studied the wild independently. (laughs) Same. I am a student of the outdoors, a lifelong learner. I would definitely call myself a student of the outdoors, but uh, not a scout. The Boy Scouts were too militaristic and patriotic for my liking. Definitely. Like, the two Boy Scouts in my school would be the ones to, uh, like, fold up the flag whenever the flag needed to be folded up and, like, stuff like that. Why were they folding the flag up? Were they burying someone? I don't know. I don't remember. I just, I just remember watching this like guy I knew like in a scout uniform folding up the flag yeah. in that special way. Well, there's like a special particular way that you're supposed to fold the flag, and that it's seems hard. like something that a Boy Scout would know. Yeah. Also, respecting mm. the flag that much yes. is funny. Like all the yeah. flag rules there are. Yeah. Or like. Uh, you can't drop it, or you have to burn it. Yeah. Like. But you're not. You I can't burn it. That, um, you're, you're not so allowed to burn no, it. No, you right? have to ceremoniously you're burn it. You're supposed to burn it if it touches the ground. What? Yeah. Yeah. I totally let it touch the ground when I was at church camp, and I was like, whatever. 
<laughs> yeah. But that's when I learned all that stuff. It is hard to fold it correctly. Yeah. Into the triangle. And do you ever see people who get mad about like when a court has a flag that has golden fringe on it or something? Like that's like a like a guy who loves the rules thing is to like not respect the uh the rulings of a court with a gold fringe flag because those are only supposed to be used in like certain military contexts <laughs> what do you think is harder to fold a flag hey, or they're a both bag sheet? oh oh flat dude well wait what i said what is what is harder to fold properly a flag or a fitted sheet oh i thought you said a flat or fitted sheet and i was just like the flat one man (laughs) no dude the fitted one a flat one's easy a flat sheet is easy to fold a fitted sheet is nigh impossible i think a flag the american flag is easier to fold than a fitted sheet because at least there's rules to that like me and janelle were watching the uh marie kondo show where uh you know the like uh the if you don't love it throw it away lady mm-hmm. and there's a segment where she shows you how to fold a fitted sheet and she's like you know a lot of people are intimidated by this but it's actually really easy and she just folds it like a normal sheet and then that's that like she doesn't provide she does like she just made it I look felt, like yeah what do you no mean deal at all she was just like fold it in half then fold it in half again and fold it in half again. Yeah, uh, I felt like gaslighted. It, by it's like parallel. Yeah. It's like parallel parking. <laughs> it's it's, it's like you just you. back up, crank the wheel, point one, point two, point three. Yeah. No, you could, but you can uh, explain more than that in parallel parking. Like you know, you say uh, you match your rear view mirrors with the tail light. I think you match your rear view mirror with the rear view mirror at first. Oh. Then you back up in a forty-five. Then you turn your wheel and back up so you're at a 45-degree angle. Then you back in. I disagree. I don't know, man. I'm spoiled having a Kia Soul. That thing is easy <laughs> to park anywhere, dude. Because of its squatness or just uh Yeah, it's just... It's it's a square, basically. So it's... I love my old soul. <laughs> uh, and also, it's... Yeah, I can park anywhere with that thing. I always said you had soul, Jack. I, uh, it's a 2011, which I think qualifies it as an, a, a bit of an old soul, if you will. True. Yeah. I think it's funny how cars, uh, they give it the year, like, after it actually comes out. Like, your car was yeah. manufactured in 2010, but it's yeah. a 2011. Yeah. All, like... It's like Fashion Week. It's like, it's always like for like you know the fashion week is for like the next yeah season. spring summer yeah so are there two fashion weeks a year yeah okay i was gonna say because i remember there being a fashion week i couldn't remember if it was the met gala or if it was fashion week when people were talking about stuff earlier this year probably both yeah it was both i guess <laughs> it's funny like uh watching your friends who live in new york during fashion week who like mm-hmm just are like suddenly models on a runway yeah like or complaining about it like it's such a big to do i think it's funny that one of the scams that that billy guy from firefest got busted for was selling trying to sell tickets to the met gala but you don't there are no tickets i guess it's (laughs) like an invite event yeah you get invited you don't buy tickets 
He, whoa. And he, like, had a scam going where he would, like, send people, like, opportunities to buy tickets. I love that, because that's just, like, a straight-up scumbag that's scam. Su- that's such like, a transparent, one Google search scam. Yeah. I kind of, like, the thing with all that Firefest stuff is, like, really, the Billy guy, like... Everyone who paid money to go to Firefest or pays money to buy Met Gala tickets or whatever deserves getting scammed. Yeah, you've got to... It means you're rich and you, like, want to be richer. You have, it's to like, have your, you have to seriously have your head in the sand right. to get scammed by that guy. You have to have yeah. your head in the sand and your eyes on the devil. I don't know. <laughs> like, you, you really have to be... An, I don't know. You think it, it's yeah. a mixed metaphor. I just think like I got something... my head in the sand so far because I'm looking at. I'm trying to look at the devil. I'm looking at devil hell yeah. that, underground. If that Billy guy lived here, he would try and sell like Funk Lotus tickets. Yes, <laughs> or like uh-huh. tickets to. Uh... He'd like he'd like sell a bunch. Of, he'd like be in a frat and he'd like sell a bunch of tickets to. He'd say like Travis Scott is coming for yes. Little Five. Yeah. And then, like, Travis Scott just wouldn't be there. Yeah. And he would have, he he would have made he would, a shitload of money. He would get a bunch of people to just, like, go to Assembly Hall. Yeah. And it would just be, like, empty. And there would be, like, a thousand people waiting for Travis Scott on, like, a, a day when there wasn't even a game. I remember back in 2010, I think Big Boy came. Mm-hmm. And, like, the frat dudes just straight up didn't pay him. And he, like, on stage was like, yo, fuck these guys, but I'm, like, here, so I'm going to do the show anyway because you guys, like, my fans are here or something like that. How does that work? He didn't he get probably paid. He, he probably, probably got eventually paid. got the money, yeah. but he was on stage. He was like, fuck these guys, they didn't pay me. Wow. Wait, did you see him at a frat, or was it at... Uh... I just heard about it from somebody else. Yeah. But, uh... So it could be, that could be not true at all. I remember there was a bunch of drama about Juicy J performing in Bloomington in like 2011 or 2012, but I don't remember what it was. I think he did like a couple times that yeah. year. That was a big year for him anyway, so it was like... Yeah, he like made, had this comeback where he was like, he made a bunch of like Lil B style, like direct to YouTube kind of... I I just feel, felt like he was like kind of like harnessing the whole like internet rapper mm-hmm. like phenomena thing, and had his second come up or return to the spot. I remember hearing about him play at the Bluebird. I remember um, my freshman year in college, Sublime with Rome was the <laughs> artist, and I remember looking at uh, like it was controversial. Like I like I remember looking at an article in the IDS where. Uh, it was like, do you approve or disapprove of Sublime with Rome playing at IU? And like, it was like 60-40 disapproval to approval rating. What was controversial? Someone was like, they well, they quoted someone. And this uh, person, this IU student was like, uh, you know, I just wish they had gotten some someone that like we've actually heard of, you know? Like, that's what they were mad about. Like, Wait. Sublime with Rome was too underground. Oh. They weren't what? mad that they weren't mad that Sublime was touring with Rome? Yeah, no, of... they don't care about, like, the memory of Bradley Knoll. <laughs> yeah, like, it was, like, 18-year-olds in 2011. Like, uh, they just wanted to see, like, 
Kid Cudi. Yeah, or Schoolboy Q. Yeah, Schoolboy Q. What Kendrick. else was popular back then? Blink-182 um, came out with an album. I remember yeah. Blink-182 was, like, really popular on campus, and I couldn't tell why. Yeah. Hmm. A lot of people went and saw them, like, around that time. And Two Chains. Oh, I'm oh sorry, yeah, Two Chains was huge. <laughs> yeah, I was just... <laughs> and Chief Keef. Yeah. Yeah. It was really big around that time. But I remember when Blink-182 toured around that album, Travis Barker had, like some crazy rig where he would like play drums and like float in the air and be like hovering and moving over the stage like while doing a drum solo and honestly that sounds cool yeah he got that shit from tommy lee but i would not go and see them without uh i mean they're a trio you replace one member that's 33 percent of the band (laughs) right i don't want to see i i'm not that big a fan anyways but i wouldn't go see them without the full lineup. You don't like Skiba? No, not into it. It's a hard pass. Have you guys Skiba? Skiba, he's he you know the band Alkaline Trio? He's the new Tom DeLong. Oh, he's the guy from Alkaline Trio. Yeah, now he's in Blink-182. That makes sense. Good for him, people I think. People really people really like really like Alkaline Trio. Like Ooh, they're fans. What people? I don't know. People, yeah, it's good. It, se- it seems fans. like it seems like their fans really <laughs> like them. I don't, but it seems like their fans do. No, that is a band. Like, not every like if you like Alkaline Trio, you probably have an Alkaline Trio tattoo. Not <laughs> yeah. every band is like that. Yeah. Like, you're not devoted to <laughs> to every band you like. So Alkaline Trio does have that going for them. Ooh. Yeah, if there's like a Halloween or costume aspect to your group, then people are going to be devoted to you. Is there a ha- Halloween aspect to them? They're kind of like spooky. Like they're like, Ooh. yeah, they're like a pumpkin-y kind of band, like oh. AFI or something. Like Pennywise. No, Pennywise the band isn't spooky. They're oh. stupid. I always thought you're that just thinking because of the clown. Cause of the clown. Yeah, Pennywise yeah. the clown. Hmm. I always thought that they were spooky. There's this. There's this punk kid in my, uh, in my, like, sixth grade class, in math class. He was like the kid with jinkos and like the, and like Liberty spikes and stuff. It, yeah. Just like the full. The regalia. The full regalia, eyeliner and all, and chains and stuff. And one day he got out of class because we had a substitute teacher. And the substitute teacher had like dyed red hair, and he was like, oh. My neck hurts. I have whiplash from this concert I was at last night. Can I go to the nurse? And and she was like, what concert? And he was like, Pennywise. <laughs> and then and then like she was like, okay, you can go to the nurse. You think she was <laughs> testing him? Yeah. That's and she was like, oh, cool. I had an experience like that once, too, <laughs> when I was in seventh grade, except I was the kid. Like, oh, for whatever wait, reason, wait, we had a it? sub one day, and we were, like, the whole class was talking about music, and I was like, nobody even knows of the music that I listen to. Like, I was the cringe kid. Oh, really? And the sub yeah. was like, we he had, like, there. tattoos, and it was the first time, like, I'd ever seen a substitute teacher with tattoos, and mm-hmm. he was like, what band? And I was like, against me. <laughs> he was like, I like against me. And I was like, oh. 
And then we went to the book fair. You went to the book fair with him? Yeah, because the book fair is just like a thing at school that you go to. Oh, it wasn't like... It wasn't like a book fair that we visited at the like convention center. Yeah, it was the Scholastic book fair where it's (laughs) just like... Yeah, it was just like computer games and... Go get the new Captain Underpants book. Yeah. With the flip book part. I love the uh, fliparama. New Captain Underpants, new Magic Treehouse. Yes. Magic Treehouse Rock. They had a time-traveling treehouse that they went to different different time periods, and they were always in peril. Like, Mm -hmm. they were always about to get sliced by a night or something. I remember Magic Treehouse. Mm-hmm. It w- could time travel. Yes, that was the magic of the treehouse. Mm. The last one that I read was Christmas and Camelot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they always had punchy names it was like always, that. They were always alliterations. Yeah. Um, and it was pretty good. It was good, but you know, I've, 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 I like to think that with age, I've become a little wiser. Right. I've learned a little more, and now I know that. Um, even with a magic treehouse, they couldn't pinpoint when the character that King Arthur is based on actually lived. <laughs> I don't think that they have that intel. Naturally. And, yeah, I heard uh, King Arthur is a... Uh, what's the word when there's more than one thing? An amalgamation. An amalgamation, amalgamation of different historical figures. Yeah, there's probably one... A conglomerate. There's probably one figure that Arthur is based on, but it's definitely something that was taken over by and legend and turned into something way bigger than itself yeah so this is Who gonna sound stupid yeah is camelot was camelot a real place uh there is a town oh man let me think of the name it's like there's a town called like canterbury or something oh canterbury tales i don't know it's not canterbury Shit, what is it <laughs> oh man there's a place that people claim is the real Camelot. Oh, okay. Uh, and it's been claimed since, like, the 16th century. Someone went there and wrote about it and was amazed because, like, all of the locals refer to their own place as Camelot, but everyone else called it something different. But according to all the locals, it was the site of actual Camelot. This site. Um, I really wish that I could remember what this place is called because it's a real place still today. Hmm. Um, remember a Yankee in King Arthur's Court? The Mike, the Mark, Mark Twain. Twain. I never read no, it. No, what but is? I've heard of what it. was that? Is it Just a time a, travel thing? It was a Mark Twain book. I don't know. Yeah, it was time travel. It was. It's like one of those books that I tried to read as a kid, but it, I didn't get it. I tried to read a Catch-22 as a kid because of the ska band Catch-22. Oh, but man. I, the book was kind of over my head. Catch-22 is okay. The book? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know the band. They're pretty good. <laughs> I like... I read, like, half of Catch-22, and I was like, I get the picture. Yeah, I understood the idea of a Catch-22, and I feel like <laughs> getting that out of it was enough. I I didn't know, uh, I, I didn't know what it was for the longest time. And I feel like there's, like, a Green Day song called Catch-22 or something. Mm, 
Maybe. Is there? I don't, not off the top of my head. Because I remember thinking about it. I was like, what does that mean? What does it mean? There was some band that had a song called Catch-22. Maybe it was Matchbox 20. (laughs) Do you guys want to know a fun King Arthur fact? Yes. First of all, Merlin was not canon for several centuries of of the myth. Oh, yeah? Like, Merlin is like an invented character. Uh-huh. Like, as are a lot of things in the, the Arthur story. Yeah. Even though Arthur himself is rumored to have existed sometime between, like, the 5th and 6th centuries. Mm-hmm. And Merlin, originally, I believe the character was written in, like, a Welsh or a Gaelic dialect. Yeah. But... Around, like, the 9th or 10th centuries, a lot of King Arthur tales were being written by French writers. Uh-huh. And the original character was called Merdin, like, Merdin the Bard. And Merd translated in French at the time to shit. And so his name essentially in French was Shitty the Bard. Yeah. And so they were like, we can't have this. So they Latinized it to Merlionis. And then uh. I was shortened to Merlin. And wow. they made him a wizard instead and they of made a bard. Him, and they made him a wizard, yeah. He reclassed. Yeah. Like in Final Fantasy. Mm-hmm. I don't even know the My King Arthur myth. My dad's name is Merlin. Yeah, was your dad named after the wizard slash shitty bard? No, I think he's just like, it's like, it was like an Amish thing. Yeah. But like, because huh. his dad was Amish. Not my dad is Amish. My dad is not. But now but, Merlin is pretty strictly associated with wizardry, I feel like. That's really interesting. The King Arthur myth, he essentially just removes a sword from a stone. Yeah. And then he's the king? Yeah, supposedly. (laughs) Uh, But the beginning of it, like the reason it all started, I think, was just because uh, when Rome started to collapse and had to, like, consolidate their power and Rome as a city was wrecked in like 410 or some shit and so like all these places far away where they were like governing they suddenly had to like redirect their resources elsewhere so like people in Britain had like considered themselves Roman for like over a hundred years and then one day everything Roman there was just like oop later see ya and then they were like left on their own and obviously you know split and there was like tons of fighting and invasions by neighboring states and that sort of thing Mm -hmm. and people from what is now Germany coming over and you know pillaging as they say and so like the fourth and fifth centuries were like a time of great discord tons of chaos and supposedly this Arthur guy was the one to unite them Ah. and that is why that is why it's like it's kind of like people were so hopeless and so desperate that they were just looking for someone to bring them together and it was Arthur and that's why they were like that was so sick we're gonna talk about you for 2,000 years (laughs) yeah we're gonna make Disney cartoons of you like that was so cool I'm gonna write stories about you doing shit that couldn't even happen (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, I like the wild. I like the wild fantasy stories, like like Sir Gowan and the Green Knight. Mm-hmm. Did we talk about that already? Not on this I don't podcast. Think so. No. Was it's like uh, this knight is all like green and has antlers, and it comes into like Gowan's court and is like, "Cut off my head right now, and I'll cut off your head in like a year from now." And he's like, he's like, all right, <laughs> idiot. So he cuts his head off, and then, like, the green knight bends down and picks his head back up and just puts it on, and he's like, I'll see you in a year! <laughs> and, and, like, and like rides his horse out of the place, and, the, and Sir Gowan's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Moral of the story, know all your facts before you cut off some dude's head. Yeah. I'm Precisely. so glad I don't live in medieval times. I do feel like maybe we've touched on that subject. Yeah. One time my dad was like, uh, he was talking about some show he was watching. He was like, man, I can't imagine living in the Viking times. Hell, I can't even imagine living in 1800s. Yeah. It's like, all the times before now are pretty bad, and all the times after now are also probably going to be pretty bad. Yeah. So we lucked out. It's pretty No, wild. it's it's bad still well yeah it gets bad in different ways it's just bad in different ways what are you gonna say i just feel like if you live before like 1800 it's really just like flip a coin and see if you get you know if you live past 14 yeah yeah exactly like flip a coin and see if you get like fucking tuberculosis or like syphilis Typhoid fever. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, or just like you get an infected cut. Yeah, there was a a lot of our most famous historical figures were syphilitic. Ben Franklin. Ben Franklin. Nietzsche. Whoa. Oh, yeah. yeah. Some other guys. Al Capone. Really? Yeah. I heard that having syphilis, like, makes your, like, it kind of makes your brain have, like, periods of uh, activity. And then you just wither away. So that's why, like, Whoa. Ben Franklin and Nietzsche and Al Capone, three, like, three of the most, the biggest movers and, <laughs> and shakers, shakers of the Western world. When I think of big movers and shakers, I think Nietzsche, Ben Franklin, and, you know, Al Capone. Like, don't you? Don't you? They're, like, the same. <laughs> yeah, naturally. You got a gangster philosopher uh, a, f- a depressed philosopher and a uh just a ben of, franklin was kind of a renaissance ben man. franklin was a, a renaissance, bit of a renaissance man. Man. he was invented he bifocals he's an inventor he uh for some reason was just around during the <laughs> constitution yeah that's tight you know, i want to be like that and he had a lot of sex oh hence the syphilis hence the syphilis <laughs> He oh, wanted man. the turkey to be the American emblem, which I think is more fitting than it the is. eagle. Well, yeah. actually, the bald eagle is like a, a scavenger that just like eats fish and trash and like has like a, <laughs> a cowardly like shitty like. Turkeys like that's what it sounds too. like. No, turkeys are noble. They eat seeds and worms from the I ground. Bet they, I bet they eat dead animals too. Yeah, but Turkey? eating a dead animal is one thing, bird. but eating like trash from the dump is a whole nother, <laughs> whole nother thing. 
Which yeah, I, I would love to see like a ten foot eagle nest at the dump. Yeah, I'd love to too. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Go to Alaska. Just go, do one of these world famous Google image searches of eagle dump. See what see what comes up. Wait, can you type in? Can you Google? Oh, oh, oh! I was thinking Google Maps. It'd be cool if you could Google Maps like. Well, you know how you can like on Google Image now you can like highlight a portion of the picture mm. and then it will show you more of that. Whoa. No. I've never used that feature. It's like you it's a way that you can search without using words. It's kind of tight. Whoa. But uh But it you would think be cool there should be a Google it down on Google Maps. Like you could just look up an animal on Google Maps and yeah. it would show you everywhere. It yeah, is. everywhere. Well, that's, you're essentially describing ebird.org. What is eBird? Which is Google Maps for birds. Where people have. Sp- I don't know if it would show you like. It doesn't show you the picture. Alaskan trash dumps with eagles at it, but it does show you concentrations of birds that people have logged their data at. So, or is are these like hotspots, like where yeah, people that's see exactly birds? What they call them, and then you go, and then you can go to it, go to Google the coordinates on Google Maps. Street view, and you can see the birds. No, no, they don't have them linked up in that way. It's just that it's eBird is its own map system. Shark Tank. You can, <laughs> if you want to know where to go see birds, you can look on eBird. That's cool. So it like highlights areas of the map where you're likely to see those birds. Yeah. Okay. Or like you can search Monroe County, and it'll give you a list of hot spots. Like number one hot spot, I think is. Fairfax State Recreation Area, like, in a row, where you can hmm. see, like, 250 species of birds or something, because people have logged their sightings there. That's cool. Yeah. I used to go to, like, this marsh on the north side, I forget, I think it might be called Bean, uh, bean, bean Blossom? Bean mm-hmm. Blossom. There did used to be a marsh on the north side, it's a Kroger now. Is it